Welcome to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to the premier podcast for business owners ready to elevate their influence and impact in the industry. Have you ever wondered how digital marketing can revolutionize your business? Well, with two decades of experience empowering business leaders, consultants, and coaches, I understand the transformative power of digital marketing. Today, we're not just discussing strategies, we're crafting your digital legacy. In each episode, we'll dissect the trends, strategies, and insights that are shaping the future of marketing. You'll walk away with actionable knowledge to thrust your business forward and stories of local enterprises making a global impact. Are you ready to turn insights into action? Let's jump into today's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing and start shaping your legacy. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Y'all know how much I love sitting down with other Colorado business owners. And this business owner, I got to meet before the pandemic. And we sat down at a fun little restaurant in downtown Denver. And we were talking about getting together at this upcoming event called Social Media Marketing World. It was an event that I had had on my dream conferences forever. And it finally was the year that I was like, you know what? I'm the boss. I'm going to. I'm going to adjust my and want, I want to go to this conference. I'm going to take out the money so that I can go to this conference. And before the conference started, there was a whole bunch of us in Denver that got together to meet in real life so that we could have some people to talk to at this massive event. And the person that's joining me today was one of the people there at this event, at this pre-conference meetup. We got to see each other at the event and we've just continued seeing each other at different conferences rarely in Colorado do we get to meet up, but we've been making it happen more recently. And this person, like I said, she has been doing the whole digital marketing thing for a really long time. And I remember when we were at this event before Social Media Marketing World, she said, I've actually written a book. And I was like, holy cow, you wrote a book? That is so awesome. And she whipped it out and it had the cutest cover on it. And I was like, man, this girl knows exactly what she's doing. She's got a book. She's speaking. She's got a podcast. My guest today is Valerie Morris, and she is a digital marketing strategist and founder of Tintero Creative, which is a digital agency based right here in Colorado. And she specializes on working with B2B brands and personal brands. And she also runs a program to help authors launch best-selling books. Like I said before, she is an author, she's a speaker, she's a podcaster, a consultant. She does all the things and she's located right here in Colorado. Valerie, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Thanks so much for having me, Katie. I, you know, it's funny. I vividly remember sitting at those pub tables uh, at that pre-conference meetup and, you know, and then that was the year that, you know, COVID was hitting at the conference. I mean, it was just such a surreal year. And then, yeah, we we see each other here and there, but no. we could probably just pop over and have lunch one day. And we just never do. But you know, I know, I know. We, we 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 have graduated from just running into each other at different events to actually having each other's cell phone numbers now. So I right. consider that a win in the busy lives of entrepreneurship <laughs> and motherhood because you have two amazing little ones running around just like me, and I know how busy they can keep yeah. you and. You know, with with launching your own digital marketing agency, like I said, you've been doing this for a while. You've already written a book. Just take us back a little bit as to what made you decide you wanted to start your own business. 
you know, I kind of fell into it. I don't think it was ever something that I intentionally set out to do. And it kind of found me. And I actually originally started in the architecture space. And around 2007, 2008, nobody was building things because of this lovely thing called a recession. And so I ended up taking the background of my degree, which was very heavy in design. And I ended up going after design jobs in the marketing space. But it was also around the time that social media for business was starting to become more of a thing. And so they were like, well, you're young, you know how to use Facebook and you know how to use Instagram and all these things. And they're like, why don't you do this? So at this marketing agency, I got thrown into the opportunity of doing social media for some large retail brands. And I loved it. And I finally found that thing. I was like, oh, it is possible to love your job. Like up until then, I was like, surely people are lying. There's no way you can love what you're doing that much. Uh, and so anyways, but I was working in this traditional agency environment where there just was a lot of red tape, very slow moving. And you and I both Which know social, social media, media is not. <laughs> no. So I was just watching, you know, just like a lot of small businesses, but also these larger businesses needing something that was a little bit more nimble. And so I started doing more on the side. And at the time we were living outside of Colorado and we were trying to move back here. And so when we made the move back, it just felt like a, an easy spot to go as a contractor with the agency and then start working on my own business. And one of the things that I did was I got a job at a doctor's office as a receptionist. And that I did, I think I did about four days a week. I might've started completely full-time. And as I started building up more and more of the work on the side for my own business, I would cut down to four, to three, to two, down to nothing, to the point where this doctor's office actually became a client of mine. And it just was a really nice way to feel like I could come at my business from a place of abundance versus scarcity and being stressed about money and stressed mm -hmm. about like, I have to deliver, I have to bring on X number of clients or X number of revenue in order to keep this afloat. It was, no, I could build this up however fast or slow it needed to go. And I could come at things just with very open arms. And so yeah, I just kind of, I kind of fell into it. And then once I got into it, <laughs> it was great because I, I could truly be nimble the way that mm -hmm. the clients needed that work to be. And, you know, I've been learning the whole business owner side of things a lot as I've gone. I could, like I said, I never sought out to be a business owner, but I'm learning a lot about it. And it's been 12 years now. So I'm still learning a lot, but I have learned a ton along the way. Well, I love that you started as an architect because kind of architecting everybody's online appearance and, and brands, because it, it isn't just, it, that just goes to show you how much social media has evolved, right? Yeah. Over the past 12 years now. Oh, you're young. You can do the Facebook thing. Yeah. It, it is completely so changed <laughs> now. Yeah. And, and I think that that is one of the misconceptions that a lot of people surprisingly still have is, oh, well, how hard can it be to post to, right. to social media? Yeah. And it's, there's so much more that goes into, I mean, we could get into that all day, but I, I, sure. I want to, I want to have our conversation to go around books because that was one of the things that stood out to me the very first time that we met was that you had a book. And yeah. I think that when you have a book, 
as if you want to use, if, if you are the lead gen, if you are the person that's going out there and the, as the face of the business, having a book is such an, it's such a sell. It's, it shows that, Hey, I've been doing this so long that I can, I've written an entire book about this topic. And you're, so t- just quickly, your book, yeah. We're All Ears, has the adorable picture of the, the dog with the huge ears. What made you decide that you wanted to write a book? Did you feel like this, I have, I have something that everyone needs to hear? Or was it, I'm thinking differently? Because I think that a lot of people are kind of like, gosh, I don't even know, know what I would say when it comes to yeah. writing a book. You know, I think I had to have my business in place and work a certain amount of time in the marketing space to feel like I had that foundation of, yes, I do have something to say here, but I got to the point where I kept reading marketing books or listening to marketing podcasts or, you know, listening to seminars at conferences and realizing that I know all this stuff or like, I know the bulk of this stuff. And then some, like I could be up there teaching. I could be up there speaking. I could be up there you know, being the print that someone's reading. And there also were common themes that kept coming up that I would talk to about my clients that I felt like were really important. And and some of those were really missing in the space. So part of this was, you know, the biggest struggle that I was seeing and I still see is cutting through the noise. And so that's why I called it, we are all ears. It's how to cut through the noise online. And obviously that the tactics change a lot, but the underlying strategy can be pretty consistent. And so that's really what I focused on was the underlying strategy, because there's a lot of, you know, new tools that by the time you write a book about Twitter tactics or whatever, it's already changed names by the time you go to publish. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I, when I thought about writing my book, I was like, I want to write something that's going to, you know, have a shelf life of at least a few years to where it's not going to be outdated by the time it gets put out there. And also to the point where the strategies and the foundational information I'm sharing is stuff you could apply regardless mm-hmm. of what the, the the tool is that you're trying to use. And so a lot of it is like higher level marketing that you can apply in social media. You can apply in blogging, you can apply to your website, you could apply to your email marketing, because a lot of times the clients I'm working with, these small to mid-sized businesses, they'll bring you in for doing social media but Mm -hmm. then they want you to speak into, well, like, do you have an email strategy? No, we don't. Okay. So how do we take what we're doing on social and mirror that with your email campaign? I may not be always an email expert, but I can make the social media like run in tandem with what you're doing in these other departments. And then sometimes they do end up making us the email specialist as well, because they know we know them and they trust us and all that. But, but yeah, it was this, you know, kind of seeing the need and seeing that, no, I do have some things worth saying. And then also around that time, I really was wanting to push getting up on stages. And one of the things I kept seeing was that all of these professional speakers, they had books, they had something tangible, you know, here's my book, tangible mm-hmm. to take to a conference. And people could, you know, whether they were handing them out or they were selling them, they had something tangible to leave with people. And so it became one of those things of just like, I know this is an authority building tool that I need to have in place. And it's interesting because like most public people that I know who are pursuing public speaking tend to recognize that as kind of a universal, like, okay, whether I have a book now uh, or in the future, like I need to have something. You know, honestly, I got a speaking gig before my book even 
published just because they knew I was had it coming. So it can be a great tool just to get that instant authority with people. I love that. I mean, like that's what the reason that I wrote my book was because I was it's like, man, I, all I'm giving out are my, my business cards or like a QR yeah. code. And, you know, I hope that they continue staying in my, my sphere. But right. when you hand out a book, it's, it's a gigantic business card, <laughs> you know, right. it's huge. And, and, and it gives you that, that authority building. So with what we're talking about here, someone might be saying, okay, this sounds good for you, both of you. I mean, but writing a book sounds extremely daunting. I don't yeah. even know where to start. Is it the right decision for me and, and my business? If they have a local business or, you know, it, maybe they're, they are the lead gen. Like I said, they're going to conferences and events, but maybe they're a plumber. You know, they still mm -hmm. have a digital mark footprint and everything. Should they have a book? Yeah, well, I'll just say, I think there is instant trust that goes into like any opportunity you have, like you said, that, that business card. So you know, for a plumber, the book might look different. It might be more of a manual. It might be something that's more simple. It may not necessarily be a 60,000 word, you know, tome that's going to sit on someone's shelf, but maybe it's something practical around the, you know, here's how to prep your home for the winter, you know, seasonal guide to keeping the plumbing in your home, whatever, or the new homeowner's guide for XYZ. Something that somebody's going to stick around and like leave in their, you know, whether it's their junk drawer or, you know, their shelf in their kitchen or whatever, like having that as a resource, I think is huge. And uh, again, it's instant authority, <laughs> uh, but it's just another way for people to discover you, you know, and I've seen people leverage books in so many different ways from things like, you know, giving it away for free or using it as like, I'm in a mail hand signed copies of my book to all my prospects, or maybe it's a leave behind that you leave at every job as a plumber, as a way to mm -hmm. stay top of mind for the next job, you know, because we all know it's a lot cheaper to keep clients and customers than it is to constantly be seeking out new ones. Yeah, so and a lot less, a lot less work. <laughs> You know, I think regardless of the business model, one of the things that authors do not do well is to think about how can I use this business, this book as a business tool, you oh, know, yeah. versus it just being like a fun project that I'm doing this year, but like actually something that is going to help me drive more leads or help me with my speaking career. Is it something that I can use to funnel people into a larger program? So, you know, I, I see some people doing it well. And some people are starting to think that way. Um, but I think it depends on the industry. In a large part, coaches tend to be a little bit more strategic around that. But even still, like there's so many things and creative ways you can do to launch your book and to market your book, to use it as a tool for your business versus having it be its like standalone brand. Weave it into your business. Well, and, and Valerie, I love that uh, because it's, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to write a book. I have to be a, I guess, a bestseller. And I, I don't know. Do you think that that's a good approach or a wrong approach to to go into, I'm going to write a book and I want it to become an Amazon bestseller. Is there anything that goes along with having an Amazon bestseller? Is, I guess, like being a bestseller a strategy or is it is it something more for writing a book? Well, I'll just say like the fact that, you know, you 
can say you're a bestseller is, you know, if you can get that, it is a accolade that you can use for the lifetime of the book. And I usually encourage people to like focus on that around the launch, you know, go after bestseller while you have all the hype, be strategic with your launch. It's a nice extra thing that you can do. It also helps you like on a practical level, like it helps you rank on Amazon. So that way strangers and other people who don't know you can discover your book and it'll start showing up as like suggested books in their feed if they're looking at similar themes. So yes, I think bestseller is worth going after 100%. Is it the only thing you should be doing? Absolutely not. Like there's so much more around your marketing strategy that you should be doing at your launch that if you do things well and you'd make a few strategic moves, you can promote your book well while also going after a bestseller. And a lot of those strategies actually work together. It's not so much that you are going after a bestseller and you're going after the successful launch and you want to, you know, get it in the hands of certain people. You can do both things at once. And a lot of the strategies that you go after to market and launch your book can work in tandem. And, you know, so it's killing multiple birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you have a book, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can actually benefit from it other than just being like, I'm going to make millions of dollars because it's going to become a bestseller. If you go into it, like you said, like that gigantic book business card, it can be a bestseller. You can leave it at the end of like a job or if like you're a mechanic or something, you could give it to, you know, your, I mean, I'm just going off of a bunch of like brick and mortar stores that I can think of off the top of my head. But I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can use it to help you consider, be considered top of mind going forward. What do you think some of the biggest mistakes are that people make when it comes to either deciding to launch a book or in the book launch process or, or the entire, the biggest mistake that you see when you, when you're starting to work with new clients? The biggest mistake I see is people don't give themselves enough time. They don't think through the strategy of how much goes into launching a book. Well, (laughs) they get all excited that their manuscript is done, that the book cover came back from the designer, that it's, you know, ready to pit publish on, on Amazon or whatever platform they're posting on. And they will just put it out there to the world with like one social media post and think that that's going to do it for them. When the reality is you and I both know just from doing marketing for clients, like you start thinking about holiday stuff, like back in the summer, like Christmas promotions are planned in the summer, not in, not at the end of November. Right. Yeah. So if you think about that with a book launch, and I think that this is where like the traditional publishing industry kind of has things a little bit right. There's a lot about that traditional industry that is broken, but one of the things that they do have right is the mentality that like your book may be done, but it might take a year before it actually goes live. Now, I think a year is a little excessive, but I do think a few months is a little bit more realistic. So, you know, just resist the urge to get your book out there to people before it's ready. And just remember, like, just because it's done doesn't mean the whole world knows. Like, they don't have to know that it is ready, you know, for public consumption yet. You can be working on building your launch team. You can be working on building all your marketing materials. Get those emails queued up. Like, be strategic about what you're saying when, so that way you're not scrambling, you know? Like, I've seen people launch their book and post about it on like a Saturday afternoon 
with one social media post, a picture of them with their book, and there's no link to where you can buy it. I'm like, <laughs> this is just like basic, basic stuff. But like, that's an extreme example, but a lot of people will launch it and they will, you know, kind of do things part way when they could have done it with a big splash if they had yeah. been strategic about it. You said two things there that I think that I want to just call out. You said some people do still, there is something to be said that's good about traditional publishing. Yeah. What do you recommend as far as like, like you said, traditional publishing, what does that even mean versus yeah. self-publishing? Well, I think it depends on the industry that your book is in and what some of your goals are there. But for most business owners, self-publishing is really going to be the right route for you. And I could go into so many reasons as to why, but I will also say most of the, because the traditional route typically involves pitching your book, getting picked up by the book, getting a book deal where they are paying you a certain amount of money to finish your book and, you know, all this stuff. What people don't realize is that a lot of the traditional uh, publishers don't do a lot of marketing of your book. They're great at helping you get it executed and live. But in today's world, as a business owner, you could find someone like myself who knows who to hire for all of the different parts of the process and help walk you through it more as like a book launch coach. And then you own all the rights to your book. You get all the royalties on your book instead of the traditional publisher who's going to take a large percentage of your royalties for the lifetime of the book, you know? So yeah. it's just a, a having a little bit of awareness around like what's involved there, just knowing that there are resources now where you can own the control. And then you also talked about launch team. And yeah. I think that that is something that's what I'm seeing more of, and maybe I just haven't noticed it in the past. Maybe I'm seeing more of it now because you know, I recently have been going through the process and it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I didn't even really notice that this was a thing before. How long has like book launch teams been around? So explain that, explain that to the listeners and, and kind of why this is something that you want to have in place. I guess regardless if you have, if you self-publish or if you're working with a publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Launch team actually like got a lot of these tactics from watching traditional publishing launches from some like New York Times bestselling authors. The concept is essentially that you have like a cheerleading squad behind the scenes who has committed to helping you by purchasing your book and sharing about it or, you know, various activities. And you strategically work with them before your launch day so that on launch day, they are ready to all take action for you. So instead of just like putting it out into the universe when you launch your book to say like, my book is live, blah, 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 <laughs> hoping that your friends and family say yes and, you know, purchase the book that day, which a lot of them will. But by getting them to sign up and commit, you are essentially kind of in a nice way, holding their feet to the fire saying like, okay, today's the day you already said that you would go help me by buying my book. <laughs> Go for it, you know, and you're essentially just reminding them and in, in making it easy for people to do so. Obviously, you can get very strategic with your launch team. And there's a lot you can do, like, especially if you're tying your book to your business around, you know, who you're putting in that team, how you're communicating with them. Just remember, like, your book is a great excuse to get in front of, like, your network, get in front of mm -hmm. your people, you know, 
And a lot of people are so thrilled that you wrote something, you know, because yeah. a book is a big project, you know. <laughs> so yeah, you I had be no idea. Strategic around well, it. Valerie, you, you were saying, you know, like, I don't think a lot of people realize like how long it, it takes for the, the whole book process. And yeah. I mean, I have kids, I've got, you know, I mean, like, I'm lucky if I can make it to the gym. But I mean, like, I have life, but I wanted to write this book. And it was something that I've been working on for a year, over a year and a half. Wow. And, and I mean, writing it, it, it's been done. It's just then like, oh, yeah, I got to do the edits. And oh, yeah, that was, I mean, like, but it's, it's not a fat, it's not something, I mean, like, you might bust out the the first, you know, draft in a weekend, if you go up to a yeah. cabin and lock yourself up in, you know, the woods for a weekend and, you know, get into that frame of mind. But it is not a, a fast process. And I feel like, I mean, granted, I think maybe mine was a little bit long for the time. I mean, I had to make a lot of updates because social media changes so fast. I mean, yeah. but, at the, <laughs> but at the same time, I think that it is important to, to know what the goal is. What is the goal behind having this book? Mm -hmm. Because if you keep that in mind, as it, it takes time to write that book and get out there and publish and everything, as long as you know what the goal is for it, you'll be able to stay the course and you won't get discouraged. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a long process, but I think, you know, the, the heaviness, like it's a weighty thing to get a book out into the world. It's a lot of work and sometimes it can be a scary thing too. And so like the fact that you're like doing it, like it feels like such a big project when you're doing it. So, I mean, I just have so much respect for anybody who's written a book because it is such a, it, it's just such a big thing to put yourself out there like that. So, you know, the fact that you said that it took you that long, like, I, I think my book took about that long too. And honestly, like I've got like three or four other projects like in the works that are still like things that either I haven't lived enough yet, but I want to get the thoughts down. And I know someday I'll finish the book. That's kind of how my mind works. But I know that a lot of other people, like, I know some people, they, once they decide, like, I'm going to do this, like, they can spit it out. So I think we all mm -hmm. have our own pace, but just give yourself some, some grace and also some respect for, like, such a big project that you are undertaking. We've talked a ton about books, self-publishing, you know, yeah. versus traditional publishing, having a launch team, why you should have a book. As we wrap up today's episode, what are like the, the three things you'd like listeners to walk away with before they launch their book or as to why they should consider having this as part of their, their business plan? Yeah. I, I just would encourage people like there's a lot of, there's a lot of advice and wisdom that you carry inside your head. So lean into your perspective. A friend of mine, actually a friend of ours, Brandon Berkmeyer said this quote once of like, your perspective is your power. And so just don't let that little voice telling you that you should stop the idea. Don't give it any, any voice in your head, like go for it, put your perspective down on paper. If you think you should write a book at some point, like if you've ever had that thought, odds are you probably should have a book. So lean into that, embrace the process. Like it's a really fun and scary process at the same time. And it's one that I think everyone should pursue. Everyone's got a story to tell. And so I think there's, there's just more, more stories that we need to hear from people, life lessons, business ideas, whatever, like we can learn a lot from you. And a book is a great way to do that. 
And then again, just like give yourself time. Like there's no need to be like scrambling to get it done. Give yourself the appropriate amount of time to launch and market your book. Be strategic about it. Obviously your manuscript can be done. You can be doing all these things behind in the behind, behind the scenes, but you know, give yourself the time to to be strategic about it and make your book look really really awesome when it launches. Like people will be so impressed if you do it well versus just like, oh yeah, that little blip of a project that you talked about one time and never mentioned again. Like yeah. your book can be a great tool for you for, you know, your entire life really. Yeah. Well, Valerie, this, this has been an awesome conversation and you mentioned in passing working with a book coach. I, mm -hmm. I know that you help people. I mean, you have your digital marketing agency, but you are yeah. doing a ton with helping authors launch their books. I mean, you have a quarterly book club, you're doing a lot for authors and yeah. just kind of, I feel like you're, you're on a, a little bit of a soapbox here as to getting, <laughs> get, no, I mean, getting your voice out there. Exactly yeah. what you said. And I, I mean, I love that, that what Brandon said that your perspective is your power. And I feel like that is something that we need more of. We, we do need more books in the world. So book coaching and, and helping launch, launch a book. If someone's considering this, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, to, to get into your circle and to, yeah. to kind of learn more from Valerie? Yeah, I think probably the best way, and I'll make sure you've got all the links for everything in your show notes, but I do have a few resources, free and some paid, very affordable and attainable for authors, just to help you kind of learn the basics of like, to know what you need to know. I think that's the hardest thing for authors is that it's a hard place to know, like, where do I even get started, right? And then if you want more of the like done for you kind of a thing, like, I want to do this, I want to just be the author and have someone help execute on all this, but I still maintain ownership. I do a lot of that done for you work for authors as well. So a lot of free resources, a lot of just like very affordable resources. If someone wants to DIY it, or you just want to be more involved in the process, but you want to make sure, Hey, I'm going to do this right the first time. And then also some done for you resources as well. But yeah, I think that's the biggest piece is there's just so many questions around how do I launch a book? and knowing where to start. If you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me. The link's in the show notes. And then just find me, tinterocreative.com or find me on LinkedIn, Valerie Morris. Happy to answer any you know foundational questions that you've got. Oh, this has been awesome, Valerie. And I wish that I knew you were helping so much with all of the all of the book launch stuff 18 <laughs> months ago. But man, it, it's, it's a long process. But like you said, it is a fun process. And it's that gigantic book you know, business card that you can mm -hmm. give people to just stay in your circle and learn more from you. And you're, like you said, you, you have a message that needs to be shared. So thank you again so much for joining us on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. I really appreciate all of your insights and hopefully I'll see you again soon around the front range somewhere. See you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I hope you're leaving with valuable insights and the inspiration to lead your market. If you've enjoyed our time together and found today's podcast episode useful, I have a small favor to ask of you. Please hit that subscribe button to stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you know someone who could benefit from these episodes, maybe a fellow business leader or an aspiring entrepreneur, go ahead and share this episode with them. Let's spread the knowledge and grow together. Also, I'd love to hear from you and continue the conversation beyond the podcast. Visit me at katiebrinkley.com to connect, to find more resources, or just to share your journey. 
And be sure to pick up your copy of my new book, The Social Shift, at katiebrinkley.com slash book. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Katie Brinkley, and I can't wait to dive into more strategies and stories with you on the next episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Let's keep on taking your marketing to new heights.